welcome to Double Feature with Cheryl and Angela. I'm one of your co-hosts, Cheryl. And I'm your other co-host, Angela. So last week, or I guess two weeks ago now, we talked about the Age of Innocence, Mm -hmm. uh, and we were supposed to watch The Aftermath, which is a period drama that came out last week, Uh um, and then discuss it. But then we didn't do that because of, I don't know. Life. Life. Because of life. Getting in the way, as usual. Also... For me in particular, I really didn't want to see the movie. <laughs> I thought it looked really good in the trailers, but then when I thought about like having to sit down for two hours and watch these like stuffy old British Germans or something talk about war and love, and I was like, I don't, I don't, I'm not really interested. <laughs> Okay, but we're skipping it. Yes, so we skipped that, and we are going to talk about Shazam this week instead because it just came out. What did you think about the movie? I have to say, I really liked it. Like, I really didn't know what to expect going in. I heard some good things going in, Um, but other than that, I really didn't know what to expect because, like, DC has been all over the place recently. You get your like Aquaman's and Wonder Woman's, which are really good, but then you've had your Batmans and Supermans turn out really poorly, and uh, the Justice League was like meh. So I feel like this one could have been either or. And no, I I came out of the movie really liking it. I like I really like how how much heart there is in the movie, and how for the first time it actually felt like a traditional origin story. It reminded me a little bit about like Spider-Man: Homecoming in a sense, because it's like very grounded and like the characters actually feel real you feel you actually feel for billy who's like the main character and i feel like overall it's just a very cute story and i i hope that uh they keep making movies like this yeah uh i heard a lot of really great things about this movie going into it as well um and i really liked it also um i thought it was like you said just had a lot of heart um was very sweet i feel like we don't get a lot of like just sweet, wholesome superhero, heartfelt. Yeah, yeah, heartfelt superhero movies. Um, they're usually either like super like funny and self aware, or like super dark and gritty. And like yeah. this was kind of like a nice like, you know, there are serious issues that the movie talks about, but there's also like a lot of humor and a lot of joy, um, mm-hmm. which I really liked. Uh, my one complaint is that I feel like I've seen this movie a million times already. Like. There's so many, like, I mean, the market is so saturated with superhero movies right now, and I, like, I don't know, I feel like one of these comes out every other month, Mm -hmm. and, like, I don't know, I mean, I still really enjoyed... Actually, we just got Captain Marvel last month. (laughs) Yes. So... Yeah, so I, like, I really enjoyed Shazam, but I'm also, like, ugh, I don't know, kind of tired of the superhero genre in general. I definitely agree. I think, like... They, they, I think they were, like, hinging the movie on the gimmick, which is, like, this kid who becomes, like, an adult and, like, playing with how funny that could be. And I feel like I didn't really get a sense of that. I think we can talk about this later when we were talking about just the specific characters. But for me, I felt like um, their gimmick was that the kid is an adult and then the adult actor, so Zachary Levi, has to try and play as a kid. And I feel like it just never felt that way to me. Like... I think maybe because I already knew Zachary Levi's like personality a little bit that I didn't feel like the gimmick worked. It just felt like it turned into a different person. Mm. But we'll talk about that later. Yes. Um, what did you think about the the plot? Uh, I thought it was 
just super standard. Um, so there's an evil supervillain played by Mark Strong, and then there's, like, you know, so, like, it's a two-part um, plot. Like, the real, like, the, the important plot is, like, Billy Batson learning how to be a responsible person and, like, mm-hmm. you know, use his powers in a responsible way and not just to, like go to strip clubs and buy beer and stuff um (laughs) so yeah and and so there's that part and then there's uh the mark strong super villain part um and i feel like this is it's just i've seen it i've seen it like a million times um Mm -hmm. and i yeah i mean i feel like we saw it in aquaman there's like manta and orm and all of that and there's also just like his personal life with mira and like you know trying to figure out who he is and you know how all that works with or like how how Atlantis works within the context of his life and um yeah so I don't know I mean I've just I've seen it a million times over um and it's fine like it works but it's just it's kind of been done before hmm. yeah I mean I agree to an extent I think I have seen just like so many origin movies at this point that it feels like very redundant even if they try new things with it it feels a little bit too like formulaic at this point um but i do think that their like origin stories are necessary especially after watching captain marvel which i think was kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum where they were just like here she is like there she is like jump right into the story and i feel like that didn't work either and so i feel like um even if origin stories are a little bit like formulaic at this point it's good to have them rather than not have them i just wish there was more of a unique twist or spin or the villain was better i feel like the villain was probably the most like formulaic part of this entire movie yeah definitely Um, the weakest link yeah weakest link i love mark strong but like just in terms of how his character is written there's nothing particularly unique about him and even though i did feel for his character as a child like it felt weird that his brother and his dad were so mean to him like so actually awful to him um but yeah like i feel like this tries to teeter in that like weird zone where it's like trying to create like a good villain but then kind of fails at that and then tries to play up like the good guy side and also is a little bit of uh it falls a little bit short but yeah overall I think I still like the movie I think for me it's like the overall feel of the story like means a lot more to me than the intricate like writing technical issues yeah and I think overall what I got away from this movie is just it's a cute movie and I love to see that like there's Mm. there's something that I always remember when like when I'm watching a movie it's like what is it it's something like along the lines of how um most people when they're watching a movie they won't remember what the movie is about but they'll remember how the movie made them feel Mm -hmm. and I feel like that is basically the entire embodiment of this movie like this movie made you feel like warm and fuzzy inside and yeah strangely enough felt like it should have been a Christmas movie should yeah. have been released around Christmas. Oh, I totally agree. I think it, it would have been amazing as a yeah, Christmas movie it would because have been so cute. Because like it is set during Christmas time. Exactly. But it comes out in April, they which is kind of weird. Should have switched Aquaman in this movie. Yeah. And Aquaman is like beach. It's like you're ready for the summer. Like they should have just sw- swapped it, and then Shazam should have come out in Christmas. Yeah. I think it would made of 
would have made a lot more money too. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, so at the end of this movie, the the two plot lines kind of converge. So yes. Uh, his family ends up fighting the evil supervillain with him, um, and they all become superheroes. Uh, You know, they, like, hold on to the staff or whatever, and then they yell Shazam, and then they all become, you know, like, super-powered and can fly and shoot lightning bolts and stuff. At the moment that it happened, I was like, oh, my God, that's so great! (laughs) And then, like, two seconds later, I was like, oh, they're going to start, like, I don't know. They're going to, like, make a bunch of spinoff movies with, like, oh, yeah. all these people. And I'm like, I just don't want to see that. I actually don't know if they're actually going to do that. Because I feel like I feel like they might try and do more spinoffs. But I just, like, looking at the characters that play the adults uh, of the versions of the kids and just the kids themselves, I feel like a lot of them are probably, like, up-and-comers among the kids. And then the adults, I've never seen any of those people. Yeah. So I feel like... We're not going places. <laughs> wow. Okay. No, 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 no. no, no Wait, I, I've I, definitely seen uh, Eugene, like the adult version of Eugene. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen him he's somewhere. In, he's in, like, Riverdale. He's in... Okay, He okay. plays, uh, what's his face? Uh, I don't know. The Asian one. <laughs> Ronnie, okay. Ronnie Chang, I think his name is. Okay. Um, no, but he, yeah, he, oh, he plays Reggie. That's what I'm thinking of. But yeah, I watched okay. Riverdale. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> but no, I mean, but yeah, besides him, I think, but it's like, I feel like he's always kind of relegated to a side character, and I can't mm. really imagine any of them spearheading any kind of movie unless it is around Shazam. Okay, okay. Okay, so then they're definitely not going to be like, main characters you think okay well I'm that is very comforting to me because I do not want to see any of those movies (laughs) um but I think the whole like grown-up versions of them reminded me so much of Power Rangers yeah and I after realizing that I was just like are we are we just fawning over a bunch of Power Rangers like in (laughs) the entire superhero genre is it just a bunch of like well it is it's a bunch of toys coming to life but like is that really where we're at? But then I was like, yes, we are, and I'm okay with that, I think. <laughs> so, Anyway, let us move on to some of the characters. Mm-hmm. So the main character in this film is Shazam slash Billy Batson, who's mm-hmm. played by Zachary Levi and Asher Angel. So Zachary Levi plays Shazam, like the adult version, and then Asher Angel plays Billy Batson. Yeah. And my big critique of this is that like you mentioned earlier Shazam and Billy seem like two very different people like so different um Shazam is so like exuberant and like childlike and excited Mm -hmm. and Billy Batson is like so chill and like is like oh my mom left me and like (laughs) he's literally one step away from becoming like an emo boy like I feel like it's such a big different yeah and I feel like um I feel like Zachary Levi's character and the other kid's character uh Jack 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 Dylan Dylan Grazer I feel like they would have been a better parent like it seemed like Freddie was like Shazam should have been like the Freddie version of the adult but I I agree and I think that it's interesting because I think that Billy seems like like genuinely seems like a troubled kid and like his background makes sense because you know he like goes from foster home to foster home like runs away a lot um and then like when he turns into shazam like 
he seems like a kid that was raised in a very yes. like happy home and like doesn't have a lot of like shit going on in his yeah. life um so it's it's just really weird like it it's definitely like I don't know I mean it it took me out of the movie a little bit mm-hmm. um just because it was like so like I feel like the difference was so much mm-hmm. that like you really can't ignore it yeah um, yeah yeah I agree I feel like I almost feel like the way Billy was played in the early parts kind of almost set him up to like turn into like if not a villain then kind of like an anti-hero if he was like a yeah. grown-up but like it it kind of it felt very weird that like his grown-up self was so like childlike yeah. and like I don't know like worry-free almost mm-hmm. and then Billy himself the younger version always felt like there was a kind of some kind of burden on him which there was so yeah I think it's kind of strange and I think another element of that is that I I can almost see Billy turn into that same child that turns into Mark Strong's character. <laughs> so yeah. it's kind of weird, especially since I don't remember if you like remember this part of the movie, but like the Shazam wizard guy mm, actually yeah. gives him the power because he's the first person to show up after he's about to like die. Yeah. And so it kind of raises that whole like, oh, like responsibility um what is it like great with great power comes great responsibility type thing and I feel like this kid was just thrusted upon like a lot of power and he has no responsibility and I think that translates very awkwardly when he's an adult yeah I totally agree um so another thing with Shazam that I wanted to talk about was the suit I don't know (laughs) if you like have thoughts on this but I have so many thoughts on this like I am not a fan of the suit. I just oh, feel like it's yeah. so, like, cl- it's clearly, like, not Zachary Levi under there. Like, oh, really? he's not that buff in real life. I think he is. No, he's not. What? Yeah, it's fake. It's oh, all fake. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so it's not like, like, Chris Hemsworth and, like, Chris Evans and Henry Cavill are, like, all super buff, but, mm-hmm. like... I don't even know, like, what they put underneath his suit to, like, make it look like, like he was one of those foam body yes. things. Body suits. <laughs> it looked so fake. Like, I mean, I think you can excuse it just because, like, the way the movie is, it's, like, heartwarming and sweet and happy that, like, this kind of awkward suit thing is not that big of a deal but like oh come on dc i know you have lots of money like yep. make not, it look better than this not into this movie i think like they yeah were expecting this movie to be a huge hit right i personally i don't think had that much of an issue with the suit itself i thought it was kind of weird that they chose to i don't know what it was like it kind of looked like there was this white cape on it and then there was like this red red spandex suit basically and I was wondering if they their excuse for how like ridiculous it looked was it was supposed to be like a translation of Billy's outfit when he got the powers and he was wearing like a red sweatshirt and like had this white hood on top and like that translated over but then I was like that's kind of lazy too like I would just prefer a good looking suit yeah well I know that Shazam in the comics looks like that like that's the suit that he has like in the comic books um, but yeah, I just feel like they could have gotten rid of the whole like foam body thing that was <laughs> happening and they could have just like 
told Zachary Levi to work out a little bit more and then and then like put a regular suit on him and I feel like he didn't need to be like Hemsworth level buff but like he could I don't know he could have worked out a little bit more I don't don't know I just looked up some pictures and I feel like this could be his body no it doesn't look that foamy it looks so foamy to me yes it looks look right there it looks so (laughs) foamy we're just looking at pictures yeah this is great (laughs) i feel like the one thing that was weird to me was he looked so tall in this movie and i thought i actually thought that um he was probably like seven feet tall like (laughs) given how tall he looked yeah uh, compared to i guess the kids which is why he looked so tall but like i actually had to go back and google like how tall is he and i think he's only like six foot two or something but he looks gigantic next to those kids yeah he does (laughs) (laughs) well anyway let's talk let's talk about um my favorite character yes i think he actually might be my favorite character so freddie yeah jack dylan razor what did you think about him so i loved freddy so much Mm -hmm. he was so great he was the best character in this movie by far so funny and like so sweet and like just loved his family and his Mm -hmm. brother so much um so freddy and billy are foster brothers um and they're also best friends and I just think that, I don't know, I just think that it's, like, he was just such a good actor, too. Mm-hmm. Jack Dylan Grazer did such a good job. Um, I have nothing bad to say about this character oh, at yeah, all. same. I love him. Yeah. Like, I, probably, like, five minutes into the movie when I saw him, I was just like, oh, he's the one. He's the one that I love. Like, he is just such a cute, good actor. He's, like, a cute kid. He, like, plays the right type of person in this and I think he's supposed to be like the uh like the fan boy like stand-in almost Mm -hmm. so someone the audience can relate the most to and I definitely feel like that's also why we like latch onto him so much but also he's just like he's literally the scene stealer in every single shot and I love him he reminds me of uh what is his name Dylan O'Brien, who is in those awful Maze Runner movies, (laughs) but previously was Styles in Teen Wolf, and I feel like they are literally the same character, and Styles was also my favorite. So I think this kid, like, if he keeps on going, I feel like he has a really um, good career ahead of him. Yeah. And I think we should actually bring up the fact that we literally didn't talk about Asher Angel at all. Oh, yeah. Actual Billy. Right. And that's the thing. I feel like he overshadows, like, he almost overshadows Shazam, this, like, seven-foot-tall yeah. beast. <laughs> and I actually looked up interviews of them after, and in every one, it's, like, Zachary Levi's sitting in the middle, Billy's on one side, Freddy's on the other, and then Asher Angel is just so quiet. He, like, doesn't really know what to say. He's very shy. Aww. And then Freddy and um, Zachary Levi are just both, like, bantering back and forth, and I'm just like, oh, like... This this poor little Asher Angel kid is kind of left out. Yeah, so, yeah, Aww. yeah. Asher Angel, I think, was not very good casting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't think that was a good casting decision. Let's um, talk um, about the family. So the family, yes. yes, the rest of the foster family. Right, I loved them. I loved Darla especially. I thought she was so cute. She was Aww. so little and like so, so adorable. Tiny. And, like, just wanted to be a good sister, and I really liked that. Um, I loved the parents. I loved just all the other kids. I mean, like, they aren't super distinctive, but, like, Mm -hmm. just having them all together, um, it it just gives you, like, a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling, which Mm -hmm. I really liked. Yeah. 
I really liked, um, I, well, I really liked the parents, first of all. I think, like, just giving, like, with the amount of screen time that the parents had, I think they did a lot with what they were given, and I just like how they created such a warm and, like, inviting family for them, and I think Darla, for me, at first, I was just, like, low-key annoyed, because Mm -hmm. I feel like that children that age just, you know, great on me, but... (laughs) After a while, she was just very cute. Like, yeah. I feel like I have to, like, learn to love these kids, and then I will like them. But, yeah. No, she was, she's really adorable. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think the whole family dynamic is just really adorable. Yeah, there was this one moment um, at the end of the movie when they're all eating lunch together, mm-hmm. um, and uh, Billy's like, this is my home, and, like, the camera, like, zooms in on his mom's face, and, like, she's, like, tearing up, and it's so beautiful. It's just so lovely, and that, like, really stuck with me, because, um, like, there's this whole thing about, totally forgot to talk about this, but there's this whole thing with Billy trying to find his mother, and, Mm -hmm. like, he keeps running away because he wants to find his biological mother, Mm -hmm. um, and it was just really sweet at the end of the movie to, like, just see that, his real mother is his foster mom and like Mm -hmm. she's the one who loves him and wants him in in her life um and that was just that was just such a beautiful moment yeah that was let's actually talk about the that part a little bit like the the his original mother I feel like I don't know how much of a role she plays in the comics but I feel like in this movie she did kind of feel like really pushed off to the side like I think the whole like tone with that just kind of didn't fit well with Shazam because Shazam's supposed to be like funny and you know this kid gets to be an adult like 13 going on 30. (laughs) Yes! Uh, We're watching that next week but like I feel like that kind of tone just didn't jive very well with this like very serious thing about like oh his mother was like a teenage like like teen pregnancy had him basically abandon him and just decided to move on with her life and I feel like that was kind of a ballsy thing to include in this movie um I wish they dealt like did more with it and then you know then they did but I think what they actually did do in the movie was I guess as best as they could do right yeah I think that like this also kind of contributes to Asher Angel and Zachary Levi playing the characters in two like very different ways Mm -hmm. because Asher Angel like has to like act to this you know to like all of these problems that this boy is facing and like he's the one who has the scenes with his mom and like has to kind of reconcile like this kind of funny good-hearted kid with like someone who's also very deeply troubled Mm -hmm. and I feel like Zachary Levi doesn't have to do any of that kind of yeah (laughs) he just acts like a kid um and doesn't doesn't have any of that like deeper emotional trauma I Mm -hmm. think um so yeah so that I mean like his mom I I think it was definitely I think important to put it in here just because I feel like foster families in general don't get a lot of um mm. a lot of attention in Hollywood um and I think that yeah they're definitely like not usually portrayed in such a positive way either um so I think it was really cool that they like tried to tackle that issue and like 
I think did tackle it pretty well. So another thing that I really loved about this movie um, was just the diverse casting. Mm -hmm. I thought that it was really awesome that there were so many different like ethnicities represented. Um, so even like the the foster dad in the movie is um, I think he's Asian or Pacific Islander, mm -hmm. and then. Um, the foster mom is Hispanic and there's one of their kids is also Hispanic and then um, Darla is black and god I don't know um, Freddie Freddie has a disability which yeah. is really cool to see like I think like all of these people like coming together and being part of one family mm -hmm. um, was really cool to see um, yeah. and I think really important yeah I think it's something that like DC and Marvel have been trying for a really long time and never actually like put into action like they're always like oh we're gonna make like a you know like a a movie on Black Widow but they like never done that as of now still haven't done it and like their attempts at like making stories around like a central figure like Captain Marvel it's supposed to be like oh women empowerment like feminism and all that and it's just like it doesn't they it does it feels like they say the words but they don't like do the action yeah and i feel like this movie is one that actually didn't actually have to do any of this like this movie is fundamentally about like a boy who turns into an adult and you didn't really have to have this such a diverse cast like you could have casted everybody as white there would right. be no difference but the fact they included all these diverse and upcoming like kids and stuff I think is just a really wonderful thing that they did yeah I think yeah. that's awesome as well and I really I think that DC has done actually a really good job with diverse casting so mm -hmm. Wonder Woman is um a, they cast a Jewish Middle Eastern woman as mm -hmm. Wonder Woman um Jason Momoa is not white which yes. is great oh my gosh <laughs> um he's from the Pacific Islands sort yes of. yeah um yeah. I think he's like from Iowa but he like yes. right his he is not ethnically white um, yes. which is great so yeah I mean I think that they like DC doesn't make a big deal about casting mm. like diverse actors and they just like do it super low-key and it's yeah. like really great and it always works and it's just like amazing yeah. so I definitely props uh pro D DC deserves props for that yeah. so and I think I yeah. really love that this diversity kind of contributes even more to the whole like foster care thing because I feel like it is definitely more realistic in some uh, in some respects that it is when you get a foster family together like not everybody's going to be white it's just going to be a hodgepodge of people and I think they did really really well with what they're they were given and I think they should keep doing this yeah, yeah. I'm also really happy that DC has had like a, a fair, yeah, a fair, <laughs> a fairly steady stream of hits. I don't know yeah. if I'm like ready to call it yeah, a renaissance yet. They've only had, I would say, three, three good, good movies, three solidly good movies. In a yeah, row? no, no. Justice no. League was between Wonder Woman and so Aquaman. Sad. Yeah, and then Suicide Squad was somewhere in between those. No, Suicide Squad was before Wonder Woman. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So DC is like doing well for itself, and I'm okay. I'm pretty proud of them. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I mean, I this is the first time, I think, coming out of a DC movie that I was just, like, fully, fully on board. Because, as you know, Aquaman, as much as I do like it, I did... I, there were so many issues that I was not okay with. <laughs> but, like, this is the first movie I came out of that I was like, okay, that was actually really sweet. That's really good. Yeah. And I'm happy to see, like, what they have in stall, which I think is... The Joker. Yes, the Joker the movie's Joker coming movie. out. 
and yeah. then Suicide Squad 2 sometime mm-hmm. down the road. Hopefully not with that Joker. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I feel like the future is bright for DC. It's good um, that they keep on going in this direction. Yeah. So, next week, we are discussing 13 Going on 30. Sure. Uh, <laughs> the perfect film to follow yes. this one up. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, obviously, it's not a superhero film, but... We couldn't really think of any superhero films that would be a good counterpart to Shazam um, that is actually, like, an older film. So we're just going to go with the trope of, like, a kid turning into an adult and see where that takes us. I'm super excited for 13 Going on 30. It's going to be great. It's such a good movie. Have you seen it before? Yes, I have. I have not. So we shall see what this is like. Ugh, yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> I am too. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, join us next week 